Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Newell, and today we're going to take a few minutes to discuss what Bibles or what Bible you should use to enhance your Bible study. And what I'm going to share with you uh, in the next couple of minutes, these are just my personal observations. These are, I have a lot of Bibles on my bookshelf that I've purchased over the years, and some of them I use a ton and some of them I thought I would use more than I do, and uh, I just don't, these other Bibles just seem to be the ones that I get the most out of. So I'm going to share my experiences with you, and again, this is not um, gospel, this is just my opinion. So let's start and talk about, first of all, what version of the Bible should I invest in? Now, the two dominant versions of the Bible out there are the King James Version and the New International Version. Now, the, the reason that these two dominate um, the Bible world, let's say, is because both of them, uh, the, the King James obviously is the older one, and uh, the King James Version started with gathering a lot of scholars that knew Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek. They went back to the original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek uh, scriptures, and they translated them into English. So very, very uh, good translation. The challenge with the King James Version, obviously it was written in the 1600s. And so the way that it's written uh, is not really familiar to us. Some of the words that they use are really not that familiar to us. So I don't get as much meaning out of the King James Version as I, as I might just because it's just so far removed from how I have learned to speak. The New International Version did pretty much the same thing. They got scholars who knew Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek. They went right back to the original passages. They translated them to, into English. I think it was in the late 70s. And so this is a much more familiar and easier to read version. And I think it's just as scholarly and just as solid as the King James Version. You'll find that the other versions, the Schofield uh, Bible, the New American Translation, etc. What they've done is they've gone back to the King James Version and they've updated the language in the King James Version. But now you're you're two steps away from the original passage. I mean, if we, it would be great if all of us were fluent in um, in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek and we could read the original text for ourselves and get all that richness out of it for ourselves. That's not. I can't do that. I don't know those languages, and likely you can't either. So you you don't want to get two steps removed from the original. Uh, being one step removed is, is not so bad. The King James and the Inter New International Version, again, that's those are my recommendations. So when you buy a Bible, so now you want to purchase a Bible, what do you get? Genuine leather? Do you get the hardcover? I prefer the genuine leather. It's more expensive, definitely, but it definitely is more durable. If you can't afford the genuine leather or if it's not available, then uh, bonded leather uh, or imitation leather, they're not bad. Uh, I think they're comparable as far as um, holding up over the years. I wouldn't buy a hardcover. I have a hardcover study Bible. I love my study Bible. But honestly, I have put, I have kept it together with um, duct tape, uh, three or four 
major uh, surgeries on this thing with duct tape over the years. So I would um, I would avoid hardcover. Uh, the last thing is, should I get a large print or a regular print? Uh, the past couple of Bibles I've gotten are large print. I, I'm getting a little older, and I've never really had great eyesight, so it's more comfortable for me to read the large print. Obviously, it's going to be a lot thicker, and uh, it's going to be heavier than a regular print or a small print, but uh, that's it's more comfortable for me to read. For most of us, a regular print is going to be fine. So... Uh, those are my recommendations as far as the versions. Now let's talk about reference Bibles, study Bibles, Thompson Chain reference Bibles, etc., and kind of see what's the difference between these different Bibles, what are the uh, advantages of particular ones, and so on. So let's start with reference Bibles. So a simple reference Bible, you'll recognize it because it has uh, two columns, and typically it's going to have a column down the middle so this is how a reference Bible works. Just say I'm in Genesis chapter 2, I'm looking at verse 9, and it makes a reference, it says, in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now next to the tree of life, there is a small E, the letter E. So I go into the middle of the page, and I look up uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 9, and I go to E, and it gives me some references, Genesis chapter 3, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 11, and then it says S, and then it's S, a capital S, and then Revelations 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 7. So S means string. So whenever you see a capital S, that means when you go to Revelations chapter 2, verse 7, there's going to be a whole bunch of references to the tree of life. So uh what you would do is you would take these uh, Genesis 3, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 11, Revelations 2, and you would go and you would you would go to those passages and you would read the other references to the tree of life. And so combined with Genesis chapter 2 and all these other references to the tree of life, you can kind of gather a composite picture from all these different scriptures and fit them together and say, oh, this is what God means by, this is what the Bible means about the tree of life. So really you're using the Bible to define the Bible. And to me, that's the, maybe the purest and the closest way that you can get into the real meaning of the Bible. I mean, you can go and you can read books about the tree of life. You can go on the internet, you can ask people and they're going to give you their opinions and they're going to have, you know, and, and not that they're not worthwhile and that they, they're not valuable, but if you want to keep it pure, the purest way is to use the Bible to define the Bible. So I think reference Bibles are very, very powerful tools. As a matter of fact, when you look at this uh, Genesis, uh, this is the second chapter um, of, of the whole Bible. And then when you, when you look at the tree of life and you see, oh, there's a passage about the tree of life in Revelations. When you go to Revelations chapter 2, you're going to find out that uh, one of the references in that string that it refers to is actually going to refer to later on in, in the book of Revelation. So two chapters into the Bible, into this whole big book, it talks about the tree of life. And then if you go all the way to the very last book of the Bible, which was written, uh, what, thousands of years later than the, the book of Genesis in a whole different language by a different writer, and, it, and, and they're referring to the tree of life in the last book of the Bible, then you kind of step back and you say to yourself, my goodness, 
this whole, all these 66 books, they fit together. Now, they're completely different from each other. But you got the first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible, and both of them are talking about the tree of life. This, these 66 books are telling one gigantic story. And by using this reference Bible, it helps you kind of anecdotally piece together, wow, this is just one whole story that all fits together. And so it's very, very, I think it's a very, very powerful tool. Now, it's painstaking, but it's, it's a great way to really learn deeply um, what the Bible is trying to say. So that's what a reference Bible is. So a regular reference Bible, um, it's not going to have any commentary. It's not going to. It's going to have a, a basic concordance in the back, which is, it's not an exhaustive concordance as they say. But it'll, if you're looking up some passage about, ah man, where's that thing about you know uh, Peter is the rock? Let me look up rock, and you know you'll find significant passages, and you'll be able to see, oh that's in Matthew eight or whatever, and so you'll be able to use that concordance to find scriptures that you couldn't really find. It's going to have some um, maps in it, which you definitely want to look at and study. And you take out your little ruler and, and measure distances between cities and so on and so forth. And just kind of calculate to yourself, geez, how long would it take Jesus and his disciples to walk there or whatever? Um, they're very valuable, really. Um, and you'll find something else that's kind of interesting. And it took me a while to figure this out. You'll find that, that a lot of Bibles will come with blank pages in the beginning and blank pages at the end. And so you kind of scratch your head and you think to yourself, oh, goodness, what, what are these for? And what they're for really is for you to write down core passages that have a special meaning to you. Maybe it's, you know, a couple passages about raising children that really resonate with you, or maybe it's you know, passages about um, how to not struggle with people at work, you know, or gossip or whatever. And, and it's just a, uh, an area for you to kind of write down, make some notations, write down some scriptures, and uh, they can be go-to scriptures. I mean, I know uh, I was looking through my wife's Bible the other day, and she had a couple passages under my initials, and, it, you know, Proverbs 27, 14, and uh, Job 19, verse 17. And uh, I, I was like, wow, that's great. She's, she's written down some scriptures about me. So it's, I, I felt very loved. So I got to go ahead and look them up. Anyway, um, those are reference Bibles. Let's talk about study Bibles. Study Bibles are just like reference Bibles in that they are two column and they have a column down the middle with the references. And if you were to... Um, look at the reference Bible and look at the NIV study Bible, you'll see that the notations down the middle of the page are identical. So basically, if you get a study Bible, you're going, uh, an NIV study Bible, you're going to get everything that an NIV reference Bible has, and you're going to get a whole lot more. You're going to get the concordance and the maps like the reference Bible has, but you're also going to get introductions to the books outlines to the books in the beginning of, of each book. Um, you're going to get timelines. You're going to get lists, lists of kings, lists of Jewish holidays, lists of the sacrifices, lists of the um, all kinds of things. You're going to have, uh, you know, uh, uh, historical timeline of, uh, 
you know, w- what king was on the throne and what prophets were prophesying during the lifetime of that king. And so you'll be able to, using those resources, you're able to um, basically get a, a, a more clear picture of what's going on as you're reading. Uh, there's a lot of study helps and there's a lot of comments on the bottom of the page. You'll see, you know, uh, the chapter and verse and I'll have a little passage and it may give you a couple other references, you know, look over in Numbers, look over in Deuteronomy, or it may give you an explanation of a, of a, of a word that seems a little weird or maybe it give you a little bit of an enhanced understanding of what a particular Jewish holiday meant or something like that. So they're very, very helpful. There's a lot of great information in the study notes on the bottom of the page. Um, I will warn you that there is some false doctrine or doctrine that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, so, you know, again, the, from the from the top of the page to the, the, the bottom of the or the middle of the page, that's all the Bible. And that's that's true. And, and you know, Everything below that line is a lot of times it's it's somebody's opinion. So you got to be careful that you know, hey, these are very smart people. They're Bible scholars. That doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's gospel what they're writing. So um, just be careful about that. I would say, for me, the study Bible is if I were to buy one Bible and only able to buy one Bible, it would be the NIV Study Bible because again, you get the references. And you get a lot of other resources as well. Another uh, Bible that I want to talk about is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Again, uh, I'll go with the NIV version of the Thompson Chain Reference. So what is a chain reference Bible? A chain reference Bible is just a different way to organize the information in the Bible as you're studying it. With the... um, reference Bible, it's kind of more anecdotal. It's like, oh, let's piece scriptures together and and let's, um, you know, that refer to one topic and, and let's kind of go through and and it'll, it'll wind its way through. A chain reference Bible will say like, okay, I want to talk about God and I want to talk about his forgiveness. I want to talk about his omnipotence. I want to talk about his purity, his this, his that, his the other thing. And so it organizes the Bible um, references into those kind of categories. And so you can go to the back and you can say, you know what, today I want to study about God's purity. And so you'll, you'll, you know, look it up in the back and it'll give you a whole bunch of passages and you go to those passages and they'll all be about God's purity. And so um, it's, it's a very, very, um, it, it, there's a ton of information. There's a lot of historical information. There's a lot of um, study guides like it'll say like, here's all the prophecies about Jesus from the Old Testament. And they're listed in chronological order of when they were prophesied. And it'll and it also references where in the New Testament that these um, messianic uh, prophecies were um, were referenced in, in, in Jesus's day or uh, when the New Testament was written. And so those are very, very helpful, and um, they they really give you a lot of structure as far as understanding big pictures. It also gives you a lot of structure as far as it has a lot of, um, 
you know, say, okay, this is the life of Moses, and I'll give you all the different kind of highlights from the from the life of Moses, and I'll piece them together through all the books that he appeared in, you know, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, etc. Um, and so it'll give you a lot of different character studies, you know, Moses and some of the prophets and Jesus, of course, and um, and so on. So a lot of timelines, prophecies, chronological helps. Um, I highly recommend the Thompson Chain Reference as well. And you can say, well, which which one is better, the Study Bible or the Thompson Chain Reference Bible? I don't know that any one is better than the other. If it were me, I would buy the Bible Study first, or the Study Bible first, because I think it's um, a little bit less scholarly and but just as you know helpful and useful. And the Thompson Chain Reference is a little bit more scholarly, but you'll get to a point where you're really looking for more of that. Um, the other thing that the uh, Thompson Chain Reference has, it has kind of a miniature, um, uh, like an encyclopedia about archaeology and the different cities like Athens and Corinth, uh, Corinth and uh, Ephesus and uh, whatever. And, and, and so there's a lot of great information. One's not better than the other. It's kind of like, well, what would I rather have, bones or muscles? Well, I mean, you know. They work together and they, they they come from two completely different directions. And so it's good. They kind of work hand in hand. They look at the Bible from kind of different points of view, but both are very, very useful references. The next one I want to talk about is life application Bibles. Um, uh, the NRV uh, Life Application Bible, it does have a, a reference section, uh, just like the reference, bio, uh, reference Bibles that I was talking about with all those references. However, you will find that it doesn't have as many references as the reference Bible has and the study Bible has. So, in other words, uh, we, we mentioned um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 9 about the tree of life, and I think we... We said, oh, here's five different references that it points us to, one in Genesis, two in Proverbs, one in Revelations, etc. Um, you may only get one or possibly two references out of Genesis 2, verse 9 in the Life Application Bible. Honestly, that's disappointing to me. I, I really, you know, I, I, it's disappointing that they didn't do what the Bible study did. The study Bible did and the reference Bible did. So you will get uh, references, but you won't get as not, not anywhere near as many. It's similar to the study Bible in that it is, um, it's got a lot of notes and a lot of good information. Um, uh, again, it's, but it's more slanted on application. It'll take a passage and it'll say, oh, so if you're in this scenario of your life, this is how this passage would apply to you if you're at work and you're struggling or you're you know trying to make life decisions or whatever so it's and that's why they call it a life application bible so it's it's a little less scholarly and the goal is to be more application based you know how can i use these passages in my life um it's okay the Life Application Bible is okay. There's a lot of good helps in there. There's a, got a, a lot of good lists, a lot of good resources in there. Um, if you were to compare the Study Bible versus the Life Application Bible, 
I would take the study Bible 10 out of 10 times, to be honest. Uh, the next Bible I want to talk about, you may not have heard about. It's called the Jeremiah Study Bible. And, you know, I thought it was somehow referencing, you know, the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, that's not accurate. The Study Bible, uh, the Jeremiah Study Bible is, is actually organized by a Dr. Jeremiah, who is a Bible scholar. And he's, uh, it's really good. It's just Dr. Jeremiah again it's like a, it's just like the study bible um it's got some references uh, it they're different than the study bible which isn't a bad thing but he's got a lot of them lot, uh, more than the life application bible and the uh, notations on the bottom of the page are scholarly and they're pretty solid um you'll get a lot out of it i, I got a lot out of it and uh, the other thing is he's got a lot of other study helps um much like the study Bible and the life application Bible that I think are very good as well. He's also got a, a neat thing where he's got these QV codes scattered around the Bible where you can actually take your phone and you know how you kind of scan a, a QV uh, code and uh, it opens something up. It'll actually give you, it'll actually reference other um, study guides and so on that he didn't, I mean, you can't pack everything into the Bible, right? The thing would be 40 pounds. So he's got all these references to um, resources outside of his Bible that he's written and uh, he makes available to you. So it's actually a really good Bible. Uh, <laughs> the only problem was I couldn't get it in in, um, in, in large print, so I was kind of sad about that. Um, so in summary, here is my recommendations. If I were to start from scratch, I would get the NIV study Bible first. And if I could, again, I would get it in genuine leather. The next thing I would get is the NIV Thompson chain reference Bible. And after that, I would get an NIV thin reference Bible. The reason being that the, um, the NIV study Bible and the NIV Thompson chain reference Bible especially the study Bible, uh, tend to be larger Bibles. And, you know, you, want, you don't want to be hauling them around to church and your Bible study group and so on and so forth. I mean, you, you drop it, you break somebody's toe, you know, nobody wants that. So um, I like to have an NIV thin line reference Bible that I carry with me. Um, and I keep the NIV study Bible and NIV Thompson chain reference Bible at home and do my Bible study with them. Um, at home. The Jeremiah Study Bible would be my fourth choice uh, to add to my library. And after that would be the Life Application Bible would be probably my fifth choice. Um, there is one other Bible that I want to reference. And it's, you know, you kind of got to be a pointy head to, you know, go for this one. But I have what's called the Zondervan parallel New Testament in Greek and English and on one side on on one side of the page it's got the King James Version and the International Version so it's got two columns the King James Version the New International Version which again are probably the, the most scholarly uh, two out there and then on the right hand side of the page you've got the Greek interlinear which is what they call it so it's it's actually the you know the funny Greek letters and underneath it is a, a very 
straight translation in English uh, of what is under these Greek words. So, you know, you're you're maybe you're looking through a passage and you're like, huh, well, I wonder. Let me compare what the King James Version says and the International Version says, and then the Greek interlinear and like kind of line them all up and, and kind of compare them to each other. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's some surprising things that you'll find in that if you if you do those exercises. It's um, kind of wonky, but um, there is definitely some value to that. So that's called the uh, Zondervan Parallel New Testament in Greek and English. And let me say one final thing. I don't want to disparage at all these different versions like the... Um, the American Standard Translation and, and so on, oftentimes it's really good and you'll you'll find this is easier to do online than with uh, like this um, uh, this uh, parallel Bible that I just described. Um, it's sometimes when you're looking at a passage and you're thinking, ah, I'm not really getting it. A lot of times it's good to go online and you, you you put in a passage and then you just click down and say, show it to me in King James, show it to me in New International, show it to me in American Standard, show it to me in this and in, in Schofield and, and the other and, and so on. And um, as you get slightly different variations of the exact same verse worded a little bit differently, it does a good job in um, kind of rounding out what that passage really might mean because a lot of times you know they're again they're these are translating from hebrew and greek and a lot of times there's not really a cognate there's not really a you know one-to-one -one parallel association well this word in hebrew means this word in english period the end a lot of it's not sometimes it's a little bit more nuanced than that so it is not a bad thing to especially online use the tools that are online and I'll, I'm going to do another uh, podcast about online tools and so on and so forth and I'll go into more detail about that in that podcast but um, I, I totally do not want to disparage any of these other ones I'm just saying that if it were me and I had to look these things are expensive as we know um, which ones would I invest in and which ones in, and in what order and that's why I'm saying the study Bible first Thompson chain reference next uh, thin line reference Bible after that, Jeremiah study Bible after that, life application Bible after that. Although I think the life application Bible come, becomes a little bit redundant if you already have those other three or four Bibles. So anyway, um, that is uh, what I have for you today. And I hope this helps. And again, if you have any uh, questions or comments, please go to my website, uh, Bible Noodler com and uh, shoot me uh, a message or send me an email at Bible at Steve at BibleNewler.com and I would love to hear your thoughts and if you have any other suggestions or ideas uh, to enhance uh, what I have here I would certainly appreciate it thank you so much and we'll see you next time <music>